0: Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it.
1: TNCs apply.
0: Well, we been asking him every week, but now it's official. Our mate, uh, our teammate and supercars legend, Greg Murphy, won't be racing at Bathurst this year due to COVID restrictions. Uh, Murph joins us now in his usual slot on this Wednesday morning. Uh, so, uh, Murph, that's that's sad news.
1: Yeah, it's really, uh just disappointing more than anything, mate. You know, just uh how these things have all played out. But um as I've been saying in the last uh, few days, you know, it's uh it's pretty pretty minor in relation to a lot of other people's uh struggles around um Covid and what it's what's it, what it's stopped them from doing and people trying to get into New Zealand and travel and that kind of stuff, uh for for much more important reasons than me going to Bathurst, but at the end of the day, it was um, something we were sort of looking forward to. And I think, um, you know, it's been humbling how many people were uh, supportive and and uh, of it, and the messages we've got since it's uh, been called off. Um, but um, fingers crossed, we might actually bloody, uh, just uh, delay um, till next year and and have another crack at it anyway.
0: Okay, well you know uh, the system, you know uh, the program leading into uh, Bathurst. What what stage would they be at now in terms of the teams?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's still still a little bit of um, racing to go. This weekend's the fourth and final round uh, at uh, City Motorsport Park, um, which has been a, a great lead-in for everybody, just to um, you know get a, a whole bunch of racing and quick fire, um, get through uh, a whole bunch of programs. Uh, they did a bit of testing this week, I think, as well uh there uh, probably a bit of enduro testing, co drivers being in the cars, uh doing some laps So, you know, the that side of prep um is really, really important, uh, considering the you know, all the plans that they have had were thrown out the window. Um so, you know, they they're starting to get their heads around that. Two two hundred and fifty K races this weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park. So enduro style they'll be refueling, um, a couple of pit stops for each uh each car uh for those races. So they get uh, get to probably put into action um, a, a bit more of what they are going to need to be doing and expect um, at Bathurst in a couple of weeks' time. So uh, it is strange, very strange that uh, we're still talking about Bathurst. It's going to be December. Um, that, uh, but it is great that the event is actually going to go ahead and, and uh, you know, all the sports fans around New Zealand and Australia are going to get to have a, uh, you know, a Bathurst celebration, which is awesome.
0: For for the layman uh, The guy who's not quite so much in the know And I'm putting my hand up here Enduro racing uh, Does it suit anyone more so If you look at the drivers involved The cars involved this weekend Does enduro racing uh, bring anyone else to the fore?
1: Well yeah It does mate um, To be honest uh, There's there's some great combinations out there um, And uh, you know The driver pairing is such an integral part of of being successful in these circumstances, and, and you know no matter you know no matter who you are, where you are, you know you can try and talk up your, your combination and, and say oh you know it's a great pairing and this and that and blah 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 blah. But there are some standout ones that um, will be uh, pretty hard to beat, and, and I probably put at the top of the top of the list uh, again, same as last year, um, Shane Van Gisburg and and Garth Panda. So uh, GT is. Uh, is is just brilliant at stepping into that role. He's, um, you know, he did a, an amazing job for uh, for Red Bull Ampo Racing last year, and uh, and for Shane Vingersberg, and, Um he's just a full professional and and gets the absolute maximum out of a car. It's like having two full time drivers uh, driving together, and um, and I find that combination difficult to sort of go past again uh, in 2021. There's some other great combos out there. But this one just is, um, I think, a little bit ahead of the game uh, in respect of comparing to others.
0: Exciting uh, result in, in the weekend with uh, Will Brown, just 23 years of age. Tell yeah. us a wee bit about this young kid.
1: Yeah, Will, Will is uh, so energetic. He's, he's just so likeable in so many ways because of his, his attitude, his personality. Um, he's, he's a young guy from Toowoomba, works incredibly hard, Um, has has proven that he's capable before he did this on the weekend. Um, Didn't think I didn't, and I don't think many people did, think that he was going to be able to, um, in his first rookie season, and especially after the big long break we had, come back uh, out of the break, the, uh, the extended break, turn up at Sydney Motorsport Park and be so consistent weekend after weekend after weekend. And then Culminate that with a with a, a brilliant drive to win the final race last weekend, um, and it just sets sets the tone for him for the future. Um, you know, in a rookie year, winning a race and beating of the absolute best, if not the best, drivers in the championship, and and getting the job done was was staggering. And, and that's what the sport needs. It needs more moments like that. Uh, young talent coming through to showcase their skills and. And, and just bolster the field and, and create a, a situation where you you know you you are looking further and further back through the field at potential race winners, and and uh, he has done that and done it beautifully. And Erebus has supported him really well um, for a, for a team that is not one of the absolute great mites of supercar racing like your DJRs or your Red Bulls or your, your Tickfords. For them to go and do that um, and provide the cars and the tools and and get it all done was was superb. So uh, fingers crossed that that momentum continues.
0: One of the little idiosyncrasies about watching motor racing is, uh, is like watching a game of rugby league, actually. Every now and then you see a little bit of biff, a little bit of argy-bargy, and it adds a little bit to the flavour, and uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and his teammate, uh, Jamie Wincup had a little bit of that over the weekend.
1: It was fantastic. It really was. It's, it's interesting, you know, watching and uh, seeing it uh, from the perspective of... Um, from from their perspective, the team perspective, they weren't happy. They were the looks on their faces were distraught. Um, they were you know very concerned about what was going to happen. But from an entertainment perspective, it was fantastic. It was just uh, a, a great a great exchange between two drivers, one denying and not listening to team orders, um, uh, which is a, an interesting um, situation in itself because Jamie Wincup is going to be the MD of that team is has an ownership in that operation has been a spokesperson now for for the team and and taken on other responsibilities uh, this year uh, you know in quite a serious way and for me that just looked like hey I'm a team owner here I'll do what I do goddamn like kind of scenario you know it, it looked to me like he had just decided you know what um, I'm not going to listen to team orders and I don't have to um, I'll ask for myself a little bit and and it's an interesting you know, space to go and operate, operate in. But what it did do was, yeah, provided us all with just uh, a massive amount of entertainment. It was uh, sensational to watch and, and um, you know, let, it, let more of it continue. Uh,
0: excuse my pronunciation. I hope to get this right. Anton De Pasquale had a couple of wins yep. over the weekend. He, he is, uh, uh, is he the kind of guy uh, that you can foresee in the future being a championship
1: threat? Oh, 100%. Um, her, again, he's a he's a remarkable young man. Um, I haven't actually been uh, so much of a, a sort of supporter of of, uh, of the way others have of his um, ability in the past because we really hadn't seen him do what uh, many expected he was capable of doing, but he is now, um, without doubt, gone and stepped up and um, is is shown he is he's a star of the future and a star now, effectively, and without doubt, he's going to be next year... Um, uh, set uh, the championship alight and, and it's going to be a much tougher championship next year with, with him on, him, in there doing what he's doing. Uh, his speed his his uh, ability to stick that car in pole position and qualifying and, and the way he's winning races at the moment I'll tell you what, he's emulating um, Scott McLaughlin in a big way he very much looks, looks like Scott McLaughlin out there in that car and the way he's going about his business so you know we're we're very excited and, and fortunate that um, he's uh, found his feet there at DJR and with the help of Ludo Lacroix, who is um, probably regarded as the the best uh, and smartest um, engineer uh, in the in the paddock. They've found a really good combination and it's working well, just like it was with Scott McLaughlin and and Anton is um, is definitely a contender uh, for the championship uh, in the coming years.
0: Move Formula One now, and they're hailing uh, Lewis Hamilton's drive. In the Brazilian Grand Prix, when he started tenth on the grid, uh, to come through and uh, prevail as one of the uh, one of the better modern day drives.
1: And I disagree. I uh, I'm I'm sort of um, perplexed by all this uh, this talk and how they're pouring it onto Lewis. Um, I'm actually wondering what all the fuss is about. Um, I don't see it at all, um, which is which is really interesting um, from my perspective I'm, I'm sort of I've been listening to it and I watched uh, the both the sprint race and the race and and um, and they're just raving and raving and raving and and if you actually look at uh, it, listen not taking away from Lewis's ability he's he's a phenomenal driver no question but the advantage he had on the weekend in car speed was was massive I mean Mercedes has the best car on the weekend by a long stretch and um, and he just drove it the way he should drive it which is which is in a in the capacity to to win races and and that's what he did but there was no competition other than next Verstappen so you know I, I'm sort of really um in and sort of you know that's what I expect him to do and certainly with mm-hmm. the advantage he had in his in his with his car on the weekend you know that's what he should have been doing um but I mean, to win by as much as he did at the end of it just shows that that car was in, in far superior uh, state than what um, than what anyone else had. And and really, there's only Red Bull and Mercedes in it. They're the only two cars that really are, are doing the job. So he really only had to beat two Red Bulls, and that was that was his job. And starting from tenth on the grid with a speed advantage as what he had, that was not a surprise to me whatsoever. So I'm 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 a bit perplexed and a bit sort of. Um, yeah, not overawed at, at all in any way, shape, or form by Lewis's job on the weekend.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, what it does mean, though, is that Verstappen has had his lead cut to fourteen points with three races yep. to go. Yep.
1: Yep. And and if and if Mercedes continue that march, he's in a bit, he's in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, just a speed uh, differential there, as, as I said. Uh, it's, it's it's been twinging and frying, It's been what it has been as a great championship, is in respect of that championship fight. It's been brilliant. It really has been. Um, and it did continue a little bit on the weekend. There was a bit of uh, bit more uh, conjecture and and um, angst between the two teams. Uh, Max did uh, sort of take a big deep dive there at one stage, trying to protect that lead, and and they both ran off the racetrack and. That went, that's a conversation that went on and on and on and on. I just thought it was great, great battle, great racing, and and so it should be done uh, like that. But, um, you know, both teams were arguing their rights and wrongs, and at the end of the day, um, the officials decided there was nothing to answer for, which was great. Uh, so it's been a great battle, and it will go right down, I'm hoping, to the wire, but at the moment I think it's now back to advantage. Uh, Mercedes and Red Bull have got some work to do.
0: OK, Murph, just finally you have uh, a show I'm assuming tomorrow night. What can we expect on with, <laughs> yeah. along with you and Stephen McIver?
1: Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow night um, we'll be talking obviously uh, a bit of supercars. Looking to have uh, Peter Addison, who's the uh, the guy behind Boost Mobile and and um, uh, staunch advocate for supercars and, and also you know big supporter of the Erebus team. Uh, we'll have him on to talk a bit about that stuff. Uh, looking to have uh, bring Stevens on, who um, is uh, from Palmerston North, lives in the Gold Coast, and was. Valentino Rossi's um, uh, one of his uh, engineers and mechanics for uh, many, many years was part of many successful world championships with Valentino. Um, he's uh, currently back in the Gold Coast at the moment, so we thought we'd have a chat to him about uh, Valentino's retirement that happened on the weekend, and and just uh, give us a few insights of what it was like working with the greatest of all time when it comes to two wheels.
0: Uh, just, just one. Actually, uh, Craig has just texted in me. If you'll be interested in this. Says uh, hi. Uh, the supercars on the weekend was awesome. On the Shane versus Jamie incident, I think Jamie has set the precedent for next year. When he's in charge, if he gives an order, the drivers can now say no. We don't follow orders. You didn't. You didn't. What, what do you make? What do you make of that?
1: <laughs> That's excellent. That is that is excellent. Um, yes. Oh, jeez, I hope that does happen next year uh, between Brock Feeney and, and Shane Van and and see someone ignore it and then bring that back to the paddock. That is a very, very good point. And, uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, yeah. it's an interesting one to look at. And it's just the way I saw it on the weekend. I was like, he's just gone, nut. Nah, I'm in charge here now. I'll do what I bloody well like. And I think they've um, they found themselves in a real predicament. But, um yeah, I, I agree. It might be a good answer for uh, Brock <laughs> Feeney if he denies Shane Van Gisbergen next year um, um, a win or letting him pass. It's a good one.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll leave it at that, Murphy. I look forward to your show tomorrow night. Thanks very much for your time, off as, as usual.
1: Cheers, really. Good night, mate. Cheers.